This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. Hey, and one more thing, if you're feeling stuck, frustrated, or feeling a little burnt out, or like you just can't quite reach your expansive goals, I want you to check out my new book, From Burnt Out to Fired Up, Reigniting Your Passion for Teaching, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and just about anywhere you get your books. It's actionable, it's research-based, and it will transform your life and practice. Through my five hours framework, you'll learn to reflect, reframe, refocus your goals, reconnect with those around you, and reveal the truest expression of who you are as an educator and as an individual. Just search Morgan Michael from burnt out to fired up. That's Morgan Michael, M-O-R-G-A-N-E, from burnt out to fired up to reserve your very own copy today. You can do the book at your own pace or snag a bunch of copies for a staff room book club. The practices are meant to be shared. And if you're looking for inspiring lessons or daily inspirations for yourself, search Small Act Big Impact in Google for my website and for my Instagram pages. Hello, hello, it's Morgan Michael and welcome to TGIM. Thank goodness it's Monday Motivation Minute. Today I want to talk a little bit about a self-care strategy. I know, self-care, it's kind of overdone right now, but... I think this one will actually be helpful because it kind of ties up the whole idea of fierce self-compassion, which we talked about with Dr. Kristen Neff on the podcast not so long ago. Have a look at it because it's it's a good one. It's for the unbelievers of self-care, honestly. And there's something about it which just sort of, I don't know, it kind of like woke me up a little bit to the whole concept of self-care and made me grab hold of it in a way that I don't know if I really ever had. Like I sort of poo-pooed the idea and maybe I thought it wasn't really for me, but it is for me and it's for you too. And the thing about fierce self-compassion is that it's kind of that like mama bear instinct within you that goes, nope, has airtight boundaries, that understands deeply like who you are, how you tick and what you need to succeed. And man, that's a powerful quality. So self-care is not weak. And I, I hope that this self-care strategy is accessible to you and that maybe it's something that you could easily do on your own starting that week off on a really strong footing. So here's how it goes. Basically what you want to do is you want to pull out your phone or just a sticky note. It can be low tech too. It doesn't have to be a phone reminder. But I like to do a phone reminder because what it does is it kind of comes to the forefront even when you forget about it because I think ultimately we can only hold so many ideas in our head at one time and so the idea of putting a reminder in your phone makes it really a priority for you. So here are the three questions that you're going to program into your phone or pop onto your post-it and stick around your house and you want to be able to sort of reflect on this activity about three times a day. So one would be right when you wake up in the morning. The next would be somewhat midday. So that could be maybe after the school day ends if you're a teacher or it could be right at lunchtime. And then finally, just before you go to bed or just after dinner, that sort of thing, about three times a day. And so essentially you want to ask yourself three questions. And the first question is, how do I feel right now? 
And I know this doesn't seem like rocket science, and it isn't really, but what you do is you start to invite some self-compassion practices into your life by doing this. So number one is how do I feel right now? When we name our emotions, we're able to tame them. And taming them really just means that we can exhibit the self-regulation that we like to teach our students and our kids to, to exhibit, right? But sometimes when we're in the thick of it and we are stressed out, we forget to really tune in and be like, how am I feeling actually? And then it turns out sometimes not so great. I'm feeling kind of irritated. I'm annoyed by my kids in the backseat right now. I'm kind of upset about something that happened today and it's lingering for me. And I feel frustrated by a colleague that's not carrying their own weight. Or maybe I feel really heavy because there's a student in my class who's really struggling academically or maybe their family life is really suffering. And you feel like you're carrying the weight of that in a really real deep traumatic way. So I think quite often we deal with these really difficult things in maladaptive ways because we don't want to deal with them head on because they're too heavy or we're in the midst of a pandemic and we've basically pressed pause on everything. (laughs) Sound familiar? Like I think this is where many of us are at. And so I'm inviting you right now to sort of bring some of those things just gently to the surface because it's so important for us. So number one, how do I feel right now? Number two, once you know and you've named maybe one or two emotions that you feel currently, number two, you're going to ask yourself, where do I feel it in my body? We have so much pent up stress that can manifest sort of physically as headaches or as tense jaws or I don't know about you, but I actually needed a mouth guard at one point because I was clenching and grinding my teeth. We do these things subconsciously, but it's our body kind of recoiling against the stress of the day, right? I think we also feel it in our shoulders. And I want to just invite you right now, just as you're listening to this, if you're in the car, if you're on a walk or whatever you're doing, is just put your hands gently on your jaw and just kind of give it a slight massage. And I'm doing this right now as as I record this. Just kind of loosen your jaw up a little bit. And then take your shoulders, just take take your hands and place them on your shoulders and just sort of Give them a slight kind of rub or a massage and just sort of let your shoulders drop a little bit and just give yourself that opportunity to just breathe a little bit into them. And you'll notice that they'll go down, you know, like a quarter inch or so. And just that's your body sort of telling you, yeah, I'm holding some tension there. And and you might hold your tension and you might hold your emotions in a different way. But quite often we kind of tense up when we're feeling any of those messy sort of emotions like anger and sadness and irritation and you know grief and all of those things that sometimes they manifest physically and the thing about burnout honestly is that when we let our bodies kind of hold those messy emotions tightly within our bodies and we don't allow them physically the opportunity to release that it can lead to sort of a deep sense of burnout that we can get to this place of depression and anxiety and Uh, just overall sort of despair, right? Especially if we don't feel like things are changing and we lack a feel, uh, that feeling of hopefulness. So I invite you right now just to ask yourself those two questions three times a day. How do I feel? Where do I feel it in my body? And once you've done that, then ask yourself, what is it that I need? And this isn't really rocket science again, but it's kind of this idea that once you've tuned in, and you've actually admitted to yourself, 
okay, you know what? I'm going to level with myself here. I am feeling irritated and I feel it in my neck. What do I need right now? Usually you know immediately what it is that you need. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you need, you know, something to eat. We are so bound by our, especially if we're educators in the classroom or we are, you know, we're administrators, we are so bound by that recess schedule that we can't even use the washroom when we need to, right? So we are so used to sort of sidelining our our own personal basic needs. And quite often, a lot of our feelings can be alleviated when we address those needs in a very real way. And so ask yourself, what is it that I need? I know that for myself the other day, I was, you know, I was stuck at home and I had COVID and the kids had COVID and we were, I don't know, it was like day four of the quarantine. Not a great time. We're better now and it wasn't horrendous, but it wasn't great. You know, there were moments that I was like, my goodness, I feel annoyed. (laughs) And that's so human, you know, as a parent and, uh, I just remember sort of doing this exercise going, how am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling irritated. Where do I feel it in my body? Okay, I feel it in my stomach and I feel it in my shoulders. What do I need right now? I need like five minutes to myself. And my kids are five and seven, so they can kind of, they can fend for themselves for a little bit. So I let them choose a show. And then I went and had a shower and I just really gave myself the opportunity to sink into it a little bit. And you know what? It was just what I needed. I was able to come back and feel a little bit more rejuvenated, have the energy I needed to sort of show up for them in a respectful, calm, happy, positive way, not in an irritated way, (laughs) which I had felt before. And so I think there's something really important about this practice because it benefits us, of course, but it benefits the people around us. It benefits the people that we serve in our classroom, benefits our colleagues, it benefits our own children. And when we're thinking back on our day and our week and our month and our year, we want to look back without that sense of regret. And I think that's the gift of sort of being present is that when we are making these decisions real time, we don't look back at our life with regret because every step of the way, Our decisions are intentional and there's a real gift in that. Presence is honestly a gift. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it is so true that if we can make those decisions real time, we can kind of avoid that feeling of regret. And yeah, we're going to screw it up. Like, of course. And you can repair that in the moment quickly with that feeling of resilience because you realize right away, oh, that's not how I wanted to show up. But if you let those feelings fester for too long, that it can kind of meld into that feeling of burnout, regret, and leading, honestly, a life that you don't want to live. So today, on Monday, schedule this in your phone. Ask yourself those three questions. What am I feeling? Where do I feel it? What do I need? And feel free to reach out and let me know how that affects your life. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. 
This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.